Good. But I'm happy to turn the I page. got a really read a really exciting update on a story that I brought to the podcast. Um, I guess about six months ago. No, I looked it up actually. It was uh, last July, so pretty much exactly a year ago. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then, uh, Bing Bing Bing. Good for Kathy. Okay. Well, it was the Raffle City Chunking Project, and it's something that has been developed by Moshe Safdie. It features this thing called the Horizontal Skyscraper. We'll repost the details to it on the website, but basically what they did was, is they took this huge skyscraper, they hauled it way up to the top of this cluster of eight skyscrapers, and now it's open to the public. Mm. And it's like this massive, fabulous looking entertainment center Mm -hmm. uh, for the future, for the 21st century. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's also kind of cool about it that I thought is that they've managed to turn it into a little bit of a revenue generating yeah. thing for um, the develop. I guess probably for the developers, not for the people who live there, or perhaps for, yeah, for the owners. I don't. I, I do not know. It doesn't really talk. Because they charge you to go see it. Yeah, it's twenty five bucks a crack. Mm. But the horizontal skyscraper is actually it's named the Crystal, mm-hmm. and it's placed at eight hundred and twenty foot height. And at the end is this exploration deck. It's called the Crystals Exploration Deck. And it's a viewing area where you can look out. And with National Geographic, it gives you this historical look back at the history of the development of Chongqing, as well as giving you a magnificent view of this whole place. Plus, you can look straight down through a clear floor. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, whoa, skyscape. All right. Whoa, CN Tower, move over. There's a new girl in town, and her name is Crystal Palace. <laughs> you really sounded like Moira Rose when you were just saying that from Schitt's Creek. That's good. I yes. love Moira Rose. Yes, Hello, she's baby. fantastic. Bebe. Do you have any bebes? <laughs> but yeah, but this is a sweet little bebe, this building. I would like to go just to see it. Yeah, it's, it's super ambitious, and it's interesting. I mean, it's, I know we have uh, some American listeners. They may not know Moshe Safdie's very prominent Canadian architect. He's had a long, long, long career, and the fact that he's doing these super exciting things is kind of is that he cool. continues working. I know what's mm-hmm. so amazing about architects—they just keep going. Yeah, it's like Philip Johnson did the CBC building when he was like what 105 or something. <laughs> no, but I think he—I think I seriously you think do he think was he was well. Old, yes. He was really old. Yeah. But um, and the same with Gary. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then they also—it takes to get all the way from the bottom to the top. Imagine this. It's a 50-second rocket ride wow. to Mars. I like that. Oh, yeah, and when you get there, you're visited to another exhibition of life on Mars. <laughs> so doesn't it sound All unbel- super futuristic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a very, you know, farm team level, you see this in Toronto, is the idea of turning prominent new developments into a kind of a bit of an event. You know, like that whole, I think it's King Toronto, that big yeah. honeycomb-like thing that's around King and Portland that was designed by some, I think they're Danish architects, I'm not sure. But anyway, they kind of tried this whole thing to, you know, obviously to generate excitement about getting people to buy, but also to kind of make it this splashy thing that you're supposed to get engaged in and interested in. So that seems to be like partly a marketing strategy, but also just, um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, look, monarch butterfly. No, it's a flutterby. Mm. Ooh, a monarch. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's lovely. 
Let's watch that instead of talking on <laughs> podcast. There it goes. Oh, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> bye bye, Schlitterbahn. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Frankly, I welcome now that Toronto is just becoming proliferated with all of these huge towers mm-hmm. I welcome something different to look at a yeah. different design because you know those ugly glass towers we've got mm. so many of them but now across the way from me there's one that's got a really cool shape to it and another one that has a very unusual zigzaggy kind of three-dimensional balcony look or treatment would mm-hmm. you say balcony treatment well, how they've handled the curtain walls is also very unique. Oh, curtain walls. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, that I know. <laughs> and uh, I'll uh, link back to the story that you did before because I think it has quite a lot of images uh, yes. from it. It's worth, worth checking that yeah. out for sure. Yeah, it really is. It's very cool, and it's really cool watching them haul this skyscraper up. So I also have something that's only very glancingly about COVID. Glancingly. Uh, <laughs> Stacey Higginbotham is a, a really, really smart analyst about the Internet of Things. She has a podcast and, you know, newsletter and website which is just all about IOT she had this she's in love (laughs) yes Uh, and she had this super interesting piece about basically the case for augmented reality which is always one of those things that seems like sort of like a fun doohickey but really do I want like you're looking at the thing on your phone it's like it doesn't really work that great or whatever yeah um so her point is that we can think best about augmented reality as a kind of form of data visualization and as a way of specifically using in work context like on the manufacturing factory floor for having a data layer over what the uh, worker is seeing in front of them that can help guide them through things like repairs right so Mm -hmm. you imagine looking at this app on your phone and it's kind of saying you know this is the thing that you need to repair no 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 it's on the right or whatever like it's pointing you to to exactly where to uh, to go she did something last year which was basically using the hololens which is that microsoft thing that we talked about the virtual reality space in order to get trained on wiring an airplane engine and then this one that she went to on the day that she wrote the post was about a remote worker who was leading a, a manager through repair a valve and so her point is that this is a way that we can ramp up uh, less experienced workers to kind of support them through doing things like repair because apparently there's like a real crucial shortage of skilled older experienced workers right and then well they're all quitting and then they're afraid of COVID well this is the glancing uh, COVID uh, references like she was thinking more pressingly there might be a case for older workers like being at home and being able to remotely monitor some youngin who's like yeah. moving through the space and you can see how they're moving through the space and so forth and like just kind of coaching them through this uh, AR application, which I thought was a super interesting idea because I have always felt like, mm, with the exception of Pokemon Go, it always feels like something that the tech sector keeps trying to make happen, but I don't think people really have that much of an appetite for it really, I other do. than you do, I know you do. Yeah, no, I thought it was great actually. When I first read it, I thought that these were things that you had done, and I got really jealous. And I said, fuck, she gets to do all the cool shit in her life. No. I have to go out and farm. <laughs> no, no, no. Stacey Higginbotham is the one no, that gets I, to do I, the honestly, cool shit. I swear, I looked and I thought, she never told me that she was going to Microsoft. That's not very nice. And I know it's COVID, but you could still send me a text or an email. But yeah, I think it's an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I don't have a, a whole lot to add. Is it seems like kind of an obvious application. 
and when they were talking about like just really simple things, this kind of use of AR could apply to very high-end things. Mm -hmm. It could also be, we have a bunch of, in the co-op that I live in, there's three large buildings, and we have some very inexperienced maintenance staff. And there's a couple of old guys who live in the building who used to work there. And they can they know how to do all this stuff. The young guys don't. Yeah. But if they learned how to do this, they could show them. Yeah. It's a great opportunity for an interaction, I think, between retiring workers mm-hmm. or retired workers and younger people to learn. Uh, so come to the website or check out the links on your phone. And tell all of your friends and, and please ask them to join. Mm-hmm. Because Kathy's alone at home. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I do have a dog. I was told yesterday to stop feeling sorry for myself that I have him. And he sort of looked at me and smiled and I went, well, I guess that's that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Check it out and thanks so much for listening. I hope yes. you're having a good summer. Yeah, yeah, I hope you are. I hope you're not too hot, and I hope you're not going too crazy. We both hope that you're learning how to meditate. Yeah. Because we're trying. At least I am. Bye. Bye.